Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello, and welcome again to Charles Kelly Money Tips, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and ultimately enjoy more money. Now, today I want to talk about index funds, and I'm asking the question, are index funds the safe investment that people think they are? Sometimes these are called tracker funds. They are basically funds that track an index like the FTSE 100, the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, and so on. There's, there's lots of different index tracking funds. And they're usually a cheaper form of investment because they're, they're not actively managed. They are funds that um, are run really by computer programs. So these funds are considered to be cheap and they're for, for investors that may not consider themselves sophisticated investors. So they just want somebody to to put their money into the market and the index fund will will take care of it because it's tracking the indexes of the the FTSE 100 or whatever. Now, an index itself is just a, a list or an index of the top 100 companies, the top 500 companies or the top tech companies in a given market. So it's just a way of categorizing the companies rather than just having one big stock market and then all the companies are on the same stock market. They index them into the FTSE 100 index would be the 100 top companies in the UK. You have the, the 250 and in, in, in America, you have the Dow Jones, which is the top 30 companies and the S&P 500, the top 500 companies. So these are indexes. Now, a traditional fund manager would go in and find particular stocks and shares within that index and say, right, this one I think is going to be the best one because it's got the right fundamentals. It's the right price. We think that's got growth potential. And that's the way a traditional fund manager would work. But they would charge a bit more. They might charge 2% of your investment plus other charges, etc. And administration charges, but on average, maybe 2%. And a lot of people don't want to pay this, especially when they're only making maybe 6%, 5%. You're paying 2%, which is roughly a third of the return. Do you get that? It's 2%. It sounds like a small amount, but it's actually, a, it's about a third of what you're making. And over the years, a third of what you're making, if your fund makes is 100,000, you probably paid 30,000 in charges. That, that's what I'm saying. So these are managed funds, traditional funds. And a lot of people have moved into index funds where you get a much lower charge. You might get 0.75, 0.5, but the computer is just literally tracking those. I won't go into the technicalities of how they do it, but let's say you're going to buy all of the shares in the FT100 index. So your your index fund is tracking that fund. And over the years, when markets are growing, they, they seem to do quite well. In fact, they outperform many of the managed funds that they're competing against. And you think, well, if the index fund, the average index is outperforming the managed funds, what are these fund managers doing for their money? How, how comes they can't beat the average index? Because the index is just saying, Let, let's just track all of them. And the managed fund should be able to beat that because he, you know, he or she can say, well, that share is no good. I'll pick uh, one of the better ones rather than just going even below the average. And of course, the average includes the worst performing and the best performing shares. Now, the reason I mention this is because there's been an article in 
Bloomberg recently, where an investor called Michael Burry has criticised index funds and thinks that they're not very safe and thinks there's, there's a big bubble coming. Now, Michael Burry, you may have seen the film The Big Short, and he was featured in The Big Short, and he's one of the people that predicted the the 2008 crash because he said he knew that all of the the fund managers were buying into what's called CDOs just before a crisis. And these CDOs were made up of loans called subprime loans, loans made to people that couldn't previously pay their mortgage and they were lending them more money. And what happens with with mortgages is they're bundled up into a package and sold on to investors looking for a return. And he predicted that this bubble was going to burst because they were not only selling on these these loans, but there was all sorts of derivatives attached to them. And he, he just predicted that these bubbles would burst. Now, he is saying that the same thing is happening or will happen with index funds because so much money is going into index funds, uh, mainly because they're moving out of the bond market, which has, has very low rate, rates of return. So if you're a pension fund manager, you've got to try and achieve a growth rate for your pension fund holders. You, you're looking maybe for 5% and you're not be able, being able to achieve that in the bond market. And the reasons why the bond market is low, because interest rates are low, because governments are keeping interest rates artificially low. And a lot of money is piling into these index funds. And he feels that there's more money going into the index funds than there are shares available. So it's just like a big gamble. And if the market were to go down, all of these index funds would automatically be selling because they're tracking the index. And a lot of these funds would just automatically be sold by computers. And then when you, you've you got too many sellers and not enough buyers, what happens then? It, it's just crazy because you've got billions of pounds going, billions of dollars going into these funds. And some of the, the funds haven't got that many shares. So he, he said, this is very much like a bubble in synthetic asset-backed CDOs before the great financial crash in that price setting in the market is not done by fundamental security level analysis like a fund manager, but by massive capital flows based on Nobel approved models of risk that have proved to be untrue. And he said here, the dirty secret of the passive index funds, whether open-ended, closed or ETFs, which is exchange, exchange traded funds, is the distribution of the daily dollar value traded amongst the securities within the index they mimic. And he talks about the Russell 2000 index, for instance, is a vast majority of stocks are low volume, lower traded stocks. And he said, today I counted 1000 stocks that are traded at less than $5 million in value every day. And that's over half of them are actually uh, four, five, six stocks are traded less than $1 million during the day. It means that the amount of trade that is done in these stocks is less than a million dollars. Yet through these indexation uh, and all this money piling in and passive investing, hundreds of billions are linked to stocks like this. The S&P 500 is no different. The index contains the world's largest stocks, but still 266 stocks, over half of them are traded at under $150 million today. That sounds like a lot, but trillions of dollars in assets are globally indexed to these stocks. The theatre keeps getting more crowded, but the exit door is the same as it always was. And all of this gets worse when you get into a situation where even less liquidity in the equity and bond marks globally. So what he's saying is the theatre is using the analogy of a theatre, a cinema, 
where you know it's getting more and more crowded and if you try to rush out during a crisis during a fire and you've only got one exit door there's going to be a problem so he's saying it won't end well uh, potentially making it worse is the impossibility of unwinding derivatives and naked buy and sell strategies used to help many of these funds pseudo match flows and prices each day the fundamental concept is the same as the one that resulted in the market meltdowns in 2008 however i don't just don't know what the timeline will be like most bubbles the longer it goes on the worse it gets and what he's saying here is that there's a big problem coming with these index funds and and i certainly wouldn't be putting my money into index or tracker funds because of this very very reason that that he's come out with here and what's happening here with this money pouring into these index funds obviously that money gets onto the market and pushes the value of the stocks up so you think you know donald trump said the stock market's doing well and, and the stock markets are up at the moment, but it doesn't make sense. It, it's because more and more money is piling into it, artificial money in a way, that's pushing these prices up when the fundamental value of the stocks is lower than the price that people are paying for them. And it's just like a house. If people keep paying more and more for housing, but the, the underlying value is lower, something's got to give, the bubble's got to burst. And that's what I, I think will happen but I, I can't tell you when it will happen. Otherwise, you know, I could have a big short bet myself on it. But something's not right in the market. I don't think we fully recovered from 2008. Basically, the only way they've, they've stopped the crisis of 2008 getting worse and causing a depression is how? By printing money, quantitative easing. They're printing, printing billions of dollars of money. Even last week, the American government, uh, the Federal Reserve, were pumping money into bonds, really to keep the bond market artificially going and to keep interest rates low they, they reduced interest rates so all of this interference doesn't really uh, make sense and i think it's not looking good for the market as a whole and and for the world economy because printing money you know we saw this in the 30s with germany they printed money and eventually they were carrying around wheelbarrows of money and the joke was that you know people would steal the wheelbarrow and leave the cash because the wheelbarrow was worth more than the money we saw hyperinflation again in Zimbabwe, where people were in a restaurant and they were changing the prices during the meal. They kept changing the menu prices during the meal. And in supermarkets, things were going up a thousand percent a day. And they, they were changing the prices on the, the shelves constantly before people could buy the stuff. And that's what printing money eventually does. Something's got to give. You can't just keep printing money that, that doesn't really exist. All right. They don't print it in terms of printing dollar and pound notes and giving it to everyone they print it in terms of propping up bond markets and propping up the markets and giving money to banks which doesn't filter down to you and i and to the ordinary man in the street so something's not right something's got to give so i'll explain today the word of the day and what an index fund is an index fund is basically a fund that tracks the market in some of them buy the stocks in the market some of them track them through uh, exchange traded funds so they don't actually own the stock but they track them by some sort of computer algorithm and they're basically tracking them rather than owning them and what we're saying today and what Michael Burry is saying and you've got to listen to the guy because he predicted one of the biggest crashes of all time he made a fortune from one of the biggest crashes of all time so you've got to listen to him he's saying that it doesn't make sense and a huge huge bubble is about to to burst or coming close to bursting and uh, I, I tend to listen to people like that because he, he was a very good fund manager even before and he's a very good fund manager now. So 
thanks for listening. Uh, I know it's been a bit technical today, but the basic advice, uh, I'm not giving you actual advice. I'm giving you money tips. I'm not your financial advisor. You've got to talk to your own financial advisor to get advice. But I'm saying that I would not be putting my money into the stock market. I would certainly not be putting my money into index or tracking funds. I would be taking my money out of these funds and out of the tracking funds. You know, let me just say one more thing. With these funds, as money's pouring in from pension funds and and from savers and that sort of thing, they have to invest the money in the market. They can't sit on the cash. They can't say, well, look, the market's a bit high at the moment. Let's not buy all these stocks and shares. They have to keep putting the money in the market. They can't sit on the cash. So that's the problem. And if the cash is still keeps pouring into the market and keeps buying and buying and buying, what happens? The price goes up. But when the time comes when computers start selling these stocks so fast, who's going to be buying them? And what will happen to the to these stocks? The market, will, that's when you get crashes and big crashes. And I think the next crash will be bigger than the, the, the 2008. I know it's doom and gloom, but you can do something about it. You can you know, manage your money better. You can say, well, I'm going to take control of my own money. I'm going to learn how investing works rather than listening to fund managers, most of whom are useless. I, I worked for, for a company that employed fund managers. I worked in the city. I know that some fund managers are very good, but other fund managers are not worth what they're paid, you know, the, the high salaries they're paid. And they're certainly not worth the high charges they, they make for average savers and investors. So there you go. I'm sorry it's a bit of doom and gloom today, but I've got to tell it as it is on money tips. I'm not going to hide the truth from anybody. I'm not selling you anything. So there you go. That That's my money tip of the day. Charles Kelly, bring your money tips. It'll be save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. And once again, thanks for everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. And I will speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 